I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves all the time. I'm Sam Van Heron, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I'm your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, a guest and I discuss a film from his filmography, which we are working through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing replicas. I'm very happy to welcome Marcus Irving back once again to discuss the sci-fi drama. How's it going, sir? Uh, hello, Sam. I'm... Very good right now. Uh, so you uh, requested specifically uh, once again uh, to be on two for uh, two in a row for you uh, to be on this episode. Uh, so what is it about replicas that made you want so badly to uh, discuss it on the show? This movie is absolutely insane in all of the best ways. Uh, I had no idea what to expect going in. I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened when I was going. I, I ha- was having a really terrible day, and so I said, I got to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow I am going to the movies. I had nothing to do that day, so I was, I'm going to the movies. I'm, st- I'm staying there all day. And so, and it was a day, it was a weekend when nothing was really out. Right. So I went to Mary Queen of Scots in the day, in the morning, I really hated it. I thought it was terrible. So off, <laughs> off to a bad start. And then right after that, I went to escape room, which was fine. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I was not having the best day. I did not pick the right choices. And right. so I thought, let's triple down and let's go to a movie that has like 10% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever <laughs> that I know nothing about that I have heard is bad. And so I went into replicas. I I, uh, I sat in the back of the theater. They had just started serving ice cream at this theater. I had a thing of ice cream, and there were three other people total in the theater besides me. And that's a, yeah, that's even that's a shocking amount to be to be frank. This was uh, opening night. Was this, a, was this a weekday? No, this was Friday night. The day it opened at seven p.m. Oh, okay, that <laughs> I was there, and there were four total people in the audience. <laughs> Uh, and then as soon as it started, like, everything, like, my day instantly got better. The entire <laughs> movie, I was just smiling, and, like, my, my mouth was open. I was shocked by what I was seeing. I was so, 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 so into it. It completely made the whole day, whole crappy day worth it. And I just, I have not been able to stop thinking about it since. It's just such an insane movie. Yeah, I, so I uh, didn't see it in theaters. I wanted to. It was, I was just crazy busy with uh, school and stuff at the time. But I, uh, so, but as soon as the day it came out on 
uh, demand. I, you know, instantly bought it. I was like, I don't care. I'd heard from uh, you and also uh, Marcelo, J. Pico, and other people that it was that I was going to enjoy, you know, as a Keanu fan. Uh, and I'm got to say, I was very surprised, you know, pleasantly surprised with how, because I've seen a lot of, uh, I'll get this out of the way. This movie's not necessarily a good movie. It's, uh, it's you know, the budget's kind of iffy. The movie's all over the place, which we'll get into here. But, like, it's so committed to the insane choices it makes and the plot and the... But it's also just fun. And that's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of these kind of movies that, like, that are boring. You know, a lot of bad movies that Keanu's done that are boring. Uh, we've even talked about a couple of them. Uh, you and I. Uh, yes. This is not one of them, though. This Absolutely. is just so fun to watch. This, yeah, they're they're. It looked like they were having fun doing whatever. Like they they didn't even understand it, but they were fully committed to it. Every actor <laughs> in the movie. Uh, the even just the basic plot is insane, and then when you add on to it all the weird twists that it just decides to do <laughs> for whatever reason, it. It, it's just, it's just so crazy. I, I really don't know what else to say. It's so, it's so nuts. I, I, I encourage you all before we start talking about it. I really encourage everybody listening to turn this off and go watch it and then come back here and listen to this because I, I really think that half of it for me, probably a little more than half of it for me is, I mean, it's a very fun movie to watch, but a lot of it is shock value. So if you don't know what this movie is about yet and we haven't really started talking about it i would encourage you to go watch it we have to get into complete spoilers because otherwise it's pointless there is no talking around this movie (laughs) right but yeah if you're gonna like it yeah i mean even if you're gonna wait i can't believe i'm saying this as a host of this podcast even if i'm gonna even if you're gonna have to wait until it's on netflix or something because you don't want to pay for it fine but listen to this later then because you'll enjoy it uh a lot more without knowing everything that's going to happen. Uh, otherwise, it's just... I would honestly don't know what... I mean, I enjoyed it the second time uh, when I just rewatched it. Yes. Uh, but it's because I remembered back to, like, the shot, that instant shot. Yes, yes, uh, yes I agree. Uh, okay, so now we're going to get into the plot. Uh, but even just the idea that this is basically... If you think it's like Ex Machina... But as a family dramedy, because it's like, there are some very goofy moments in this that almost, I don't know if it's, you know, unintentional or not, but parts of it, it feels like it's almost just a, I I can't describe, uh, there's a movie, there's just a certain kind of movie that I'm blanking on that this feels like, where it just feels like a comedy of errors in some parts, where like, uh which we'll get into as we talk about what the movie's actually about. Uh, But, like, even me thinking uh, Ex Machina isn't completely out of nowhere because it starts with a uh, helicopter shot of a, uh, you know, experimental science facility, a technology facility in the middle of the jungle. Uh, This is Puerto Rico, so it's not super remote, but, like, it feels like it in that instant shot, in in that initial in the uh, the opening, yeah. Uh, uh, also, we should say, but basically, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There's how many? I didn't. I didn't actually count, but the production logos they just go on forever. 
It's like, oh, like yeah, seven yeah. different companies involved in this, including uh, Entertainment Studios Motion Pictures. Which, which is, is my favorite new, uh, because it's such a stupid name. Uh, they've made some good movies, but like it's such a, just the dumbest name it's ever. the most generic name possible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's a. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those movies where you're like, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd, expect, you'd expect to see this many uh, logos in a foreign film because that's usually you know a lot more. Uh, but this is like there's like eight or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Keanu plays uh, William Foster, and it's uh, it's unclear if like he's a doctor or just a scientist. Like because they never call him doctor, but like it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. uh, but he's. Uh, the project lead on this experiment that's basically to transfer uh, deceased humans' brains into a synthetic brain. Uh, pretty simple. Uh, you'd think that that's like... So the reverse you think it's just going to be one of those generic... Uh, which it, it is, but it's, you know... Uh, but the places it goes, uh, I had no idea they were coming uh, based on this, this opening scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even just... Even just that basic plot point that they're they're trying to they're trying to re they're trying to bring people back from the dead. Even even just that, like that's that's enough for me to be like, okay, this is a crazy movie. And uh, <clears throat> and yeah, it just keeps building and building from there. It the the imp- <laughs> the machine that they have to use to to get the brain. To, to imprint the brain or whatever, to take the brains, to copy the brain, to put it into the robot brain. What they have to do is they use this, uh, like, the eye poke machine from Dead Space 2, basically, if you right. played that. They just stick a <laughs> yeah, needle like, through the eye and get the brain somehow. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, and, uh, uh, Thomas Middleditch is also in this. I love, he's great in this. I think it's like, it's almost like him playing almost Richard from Silicon Valley, but uh, just in a Keanu movie. Just in a totally uh, different situation. Right. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, and then Keanu, so like they, yeah, they stick a needle in a dead person's eye uh, and extract the neural data like it's, like it's nothing. Like it literally takes like the time it takes to yeah. transfer a uh, PDF to a thumb drive. Like it, there's even a bar. It's like, oh yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and the way that and then okay, go on. yeah, and then Keanu puts on this yeah. literally just an augmented reality visor, like you could get that they have now. Of like, you know, like uh, there's some Minecraft game I think that uses whatever they they showed at E3 a few years ago. Uh, but it's literally just it's like I, that's what I love about this though is that the fact that this is clearly a pretty low budget film for what they're trying to do, but just makes it. Uh, it just makes it charming, yeah, in, in a weird way. He's, he's like straight up doing the minority report thing, where he's like right. reaching up and moving it around, moving this hologram with his hands, and he's got the yeah, it's, on, and it's, yeah, it's like a cross between Minority Report and then like Iron Man, you know, like the he does that in Iron Man three, like he's got that uh, where he like replicates a crime scene or whatever, oh, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he. Uh, so they transfer this brain into this robot that basically, and it's like a CGI robot that did, and even in this, even in this scene that did, like did not need to be one. No, uh, but it's, <laughs> and it, uh, is the, it is the choppiest, weirdest CGI you've seen in a long time. It's, yeah, it almost looks. It made me think of I Ro- or uh, 
you know, iRobot, but worse. A little bit, like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like the way that it's animated, it almost looks like it's claymation or something. The way it moves, it's so weird. It's like missing uh, frames. It's, 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 ugh, it's weird. Yeah, so they uh, transfer this cop, this, you know, cop that was killed in line of duty into this uh, robot, and then the robot immediately starts, like, freaking out, doesn't know who he is, starts ripping his face off. And it's it's wonderful. I, I was sold immediately as soon as that scene happened. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this movie's ridiculous, but I'm in love with it. You, you've already seen a robot rip its face off. Come on, give me more. <laughs> uh, right, and so uh, it so obviously that doesn't you know mission fail. Uh, and uh, and then John Ortiz is in this, uh, which he's like he feels out of place in this, but I'm glad it, it in a good way though. Like it, especially as we get to these twists later on. Uh, but like, uh, so none of the, all, all of the twists are really shocking. I think if you watch it again, you're like, they're still shocking, but they're still at the same point. It's like, but I get that, you know, like John Ortiz yeah. does not belong in the situation. So, uh, the twist is like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's all, you know, uh, says there are chances. Keanu's like, this is my life work. Uh, and I, it's just great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the way Keanu, there's just something about the dialogue in this that, again, if it, most of the time I would think it would be uh, lame, and it is lame, but in, for, for whatever reason, uh, in this scenario, it just makes me like it more. There's a lot of weird leaps of logic that we're going to get into one very big one recent, uh, soon that I don't think makes much sense at all. This one also, this is the, this test that we opened on, this was the, what is it, 394th test or something? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the very first test where the test subject actually spoke a little bit. Like, so they right. they've clearly made a gigantic leap. Like, this is a huge thing. The 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 robot spoke. It had consciousness clearly. But uh, John Ortiz treats it like nothing happened, and it's a total failure. And that that's right. so weird. Like clearly, yeah. And he's like, so and. The, it, Right, and it happens several times throughout it where he's like, okay, this is your last chance. Okay, this is your last chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then there's, there's even, which is, most movies would just, you know, make that just whatever, it'd be a plot hole. But in, actually, in this movie, it makes that like, oh no, there was a reason for that all along, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just another, every choice is insane and illogical, but it makes me, it's just fun to watch. And it, uh, so... Keanu, like, and then suddenly, even though he's about to lose his life work, he like, looks at his watch and he's like, oh shit, I forgot something. And so he, like, rushes home uh, to his wife, uh, played by Alice Eve, and they have three kids that look nothing like them, uh, <laughs> remotely like them, which, but, uh, what, it's just fine. Uh, and so, and then it's funny that they're like, so they have this, like, kind of goofy scene where, like, you know, the, uh, his teenage kids are arguing. Uh, his kid's got a drone for some reason. Uh, and, but then in the middle of this argument of like, just this family squabble, then they have this deep, uh, philosophical discussion about the ethics of what Keanu's doing. It's it's amazing. Clearly he's been doing this for years. What he is trying (laughs) to do to me, this seems like a pretty noble pursuit to basically (laughs) cure death (laughs) to, to solve, uh, immortality 
and his wife thinks that this is terrible, that this is really unethical, that people should die, and that's it. It's so... That's so bizarre to me. That's so bizarre. And and the, she's not the only character, too. Throughout mm-hmm. the movie, they even Keanu himself has these questions. I guess he had the questions, but... But... I just... I don't know. This seems like a noble thing to me. This seems like... How could it be bad? Or, I mean, I can see, you know, the... the ethical quandaries of, you know, should should you uh, make immortality? Should you end death? But at the same time, it's like, like you said, he's been clearly doing this for years. Yes. And, uh, like, this is, and he says it's his life's work. But now that he's getting close to it, now she's like, eh, maybe we shouldn't do it. Maybe it's, you should quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should also yeah. mention that, like, uh, Thomas Middleditch shows up in the middle of the scene, just comes to the house as if he lives there, and they they talk about him as if he lives there. But then, right, but that's clearly not the case. Later and he's gonna on. like, I guess he's gonna babysit the fish, like he's he's there to fish sit. Uh, yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, the fish, the fish. They they treat it importantly, and then it never really factors into anything. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. His character is weird because it. Like, yeah, at first it just seems like he's just one of the guys that works for him. And like, no, he's like practically part of the family. Uh, and and they're even, you know, they have this big house in Puerto Rico and they're going to borrow his boat. Like, that's, what, like, that's the idea. Like, they're going, I'm going on vacation to uh, use Thomas Middleditch's boat. And the boat is named? The Cheatin' Hussy. <laughs> that's so good. Love that's it. So funny. Uh, which, yeah, this movie, like, I can't, it's got it. the fact that there's, like, uh, many humorous, openly humorous scenes in this movie is also just another many, many yeah. insane things about this And film. it's about to get very dark, and even <clears throat> in that darkness, like, Thomas Middleditch's character is, like, cracking jokes, kind of, it's, it's a weird... It's a weird tone that they are going for that, that I don't even think they ever decided on a tone. <laughs> right, and then, like, uh, the youngest daughter says stuff like, uh, what's brutal? And like, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to leave with this fish. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, and so, yeah, then they, uh, and for some reason they decide to go on this trip uh, in the middle of it, in, like, at night uh, during a super violent thunderstorm. Uh, and all the family's like, you know, maybe we should pull over. And he's like, no, nah, it's fine. Uh, and then, of course, this is the, you know, big inciting incident. Uh, she gets, they almost get run off the road. And then uh, his wife gets impaled by a giant tree branch. He runs off the road and all his family dies. <laughs> yep. Drown in the water. River or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And Keanu is pulls them all out somehow. He's able to pull all four kids, all four people out of that car and lay them out on the beach. And it's a big crime. It's like, it's so, so, so dark after, after. Yeah. And he's like, you know, yeah, he's like, right. And he's weeping and shrieking, uh, you know, like, you know, holding their cradling their bodies. Uh, but then has, then he has, you know, a light bulb moment, and he, so he calls Middleditch to bring the brain transfer equipment, and then we're like, okay, now we see where it's going, that, t- you know, replicas, but at the same time, there are still, like, three huge, insane 
twist to come. Yeah, and even just right here at this moment when, like, like his his entire family is dead, and then five seconds later he's got the brain, he gets a light bulb, like you said, he just gets that idea to, oh, I can fix this easily, and he calls Middle Ditch, and he refuses to explain anything to him, which <laughs> seems a little weird to me, like, I don't know, it's I, his family died on accident, he didn't do anything wrong, and, uh, but he's being very, very cagey about it to the point where I don't understand why Middleditch even helped him in the first place. And also, right, it takes like literal like ten seconds of convincing. He's like, "No, I won't do this. Yeah, uh, please yeah. do it." Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They do a lot of things like that in the movie where it's like a problem comes up and then they fix it instantaneously. Uh. And there's uh, one of the. There are many great Keanu line deliveries in this, but this is probably my favorite one where he's like, boot the mapping sequence, Ed. And even, <laughs> and that's, and then we'll get to why it's even better uh, with uh, a scene later in the film. But, uh, but it's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they take the, um, both the bodies and the, uh, their transferred consciousnesses to uh, the facility and then now we realize that, for some reason, this facility that they're doing robot experiments with also have uh, cloning vats. Yes, yes, this is... <laughs> ah, yeah, so we know that they were trying to transfer onto artificial brains, but they don't just have the ability to make artificial brains, apparently... They have the art. They have the ability to completely grow a new human being within right, which they cubes. right, which they you know because it's officially illegal uh, in, in the real world to clone humans. So they're like, okay, now we're just cloning monkeys and sheep. But like, they're also but for some reason they're human sized, uh, and they have three of them, <laughs> uh, and so and like the fact that Middleditch at one point says like. How very they only have these three, but they're gonna steal them and no one's gonna notice. Yeah, yeah, they think that, and and that that does get factored into the plot later. Like why? Right. That's that's one of the few questions that they actually solve. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so they they steal these three pods and let's see. And so clearly, uh, he brings up he like sets up his basement, uh, and then but like for some reason. Keanu didn't realize until he, you know, Ed comes delivering them, Mildred comes delivering them that, oh no, there were only three. Uh, and so clearly he has four family members that died, so and this is another thing where they he literally puts three names in a bowl this is like a the, popcorn bowl yeah. to uh, decide who will stay dead. This is the craziest scene in the movie to me. <laughs> the way that he decides which one of his three children has to stay dead is I, I it's so it's it's just such a weird scene. I mean uh, he's like yeah and he like begs you know at first he begs Middleditch to make the choice and then I'll just like you know what? No. You know I've done I've already done this insane shit. Yeah. No, you're you're you you pick. <laughs> uh uh Middleditch had a good line there when when Keanu was freaking out that uh that there's only three... Why is there only three pods? And he says, they cost a million seven each. I'm not a freaking geni- genie here, okay? I can't just sneeze out another pod. 
<laughs> and the, yeah, they keep saying pod like it's a yeah, uh, like it's very effective. Like it's like a, of course pods. Everyone knows about these pods. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's like, you know, what are the, like, and Keanu's like, what are these barrels for? I mean, it's funny that Keanu's supposed to be like this genius. I mean, I get that there's a difference between biological and you know uh, math or whatever, but like he seems completely. There's like scenes where uh, Middle Ditch like explains basic biology to him, uh, like like they're you know you need to make them with something, uh, and I, I just love it. Um, but he so eventually yeah, he picks. Uh, I thought it was kind of messed up that like he's gonna let his youngest daughter be dead. I mean, I know he did it, you know, he wanted to do it by chance, so he wouldn't, yeah, uh, you know, so, it's so weird. He didn't actually have to make yeah, the decision. It's so, so, so weird. And, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the boy and his oldest daughter win the fucked up lottery and they get to live again <laughs> and they put the DNA in the pods and right. And I love this scene where, uh, Middleditch gives Keanu like a crash course in human cloning. Like he's like, "All right, we're gonna, you know, it's gonna be really easy. We're just gonna quickly sample their DNA and, you know, plug it. It's both like they act like it's really easy, but then act like also there's this like insane time limit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, like it's it's very casual to set up, but also he says that the cloning experiments that he's done on animals it took him a long time to get it right we've never done a human before and they could come out with deformities or be blind or something like the animals were and he, he warns him of all these things that you have to make sure you have to be monitoring the levels at all times 24 hours a day if they ever go if they ever fluctuate that's bad you have to make sure and then he's like yeah and then he's like uh so uh, where's your generator? Uh, I don't have a generator, Ed. Like it's great. Like it's these scenes are. So, it's so funny that like this is. I think this is the most insane thing about this movie. As I, as I talked about earlier, it feels like this like '90s family comedy, like almost like How Do I Shrunk the Kids? Uh, but like where he's like, okay, I'm gonna go steal. I'm gonna go steal a bunch of car batteries. Uh, and the way Keanu like uh, talks to Middle Ditch, like. Uh, no, I don't have generator Ed. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, he needs a generator, and all the stores are closed. There's no, I don't know, there's a 24-hour Walmart in Puerto Rico or something. So I guess they can't, and I guess they can't wait, like, six hours to yeah, then go yeah. get buy a generator. Yes, exactly. Like, it needs to be, even though they're, right, all, all, all that they know right now is the corpse, because they're dead. And, like, so they can only keep... Once they transfer the consciousnesses to the drives, they need to do this right now. Which it's, which we find out is not true with the end of the movie. But uh, we but so yeah, he has this like the way that he gets a generator is by going around town. He spends the entire night doing this, so you're right, he could have just waited until the morning and gotten bought something. Got gone and bought something. <laughs> so yeah, he spends the entire night stealing car batteries from the neighborhood that he lives in and he steals 17 car batteries from his entire and, yeah. block. Right, because it, and it's because it takes 17 days for the clones to be made, so there you go. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get that, actually. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, so he gets, like, he, uh, you know, uh, Jerry rigs up this uh, generator out of car batteries and now 
the cloning process begins and basically he's like and at this point he still hasn't figured out how to uh you know transfer the brain successfully uh and so he's basically like now he's got 17 days to crack this before uh the clones are complete right there was another problem that that uh there was one that was just it's set up this is an issue and then two seconds later, it's solved. Uh, like mm-hmm. uh, he, Keanu asks, "Can we have it so that all the bodies are growing at the exact same rate and they'll be done <laughs> at the same time?" And he says, "No, we can't do that." Oh, okay, wait. And then he just starts writing down algorithms on a paper, <laughs> just doing math equations on a paper. And he's like, "Okay, yeah, I can do it." <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's "Like, yeah, this just got a lot more complicated." All right, ten seconds later, I solved this really complex formula. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll work. Exactly. And it does, uh, and there's no issues with it. And then he's like, what about Zoe? You know, what about your youngest? And so then he decides to, all right, I'm going to delete every memory from my family. And he does this like it's nothing. It's, he does it like it's like a filter, like uh, if you're searching on Google. Like, it's like, all right, Zoe, all memories, there you go, delete. Yep. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yep, amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and so then, and then the next morning, the cops show up, and they're like, "And this is another thing where it's like, oh no, there's going to be a problem." But then, literally, he like convinces them it's like it's nothing. He's like, at first, he's like, uh, "What happened?" Uh, they're like, uh, "All the batteries from your block are missing. Uh, did you get hit?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, first of all, he's supposed to be this. I mean, I get that he's stressed out and his family just died. But, like, come on, you know. But then the cops are like, okay, we buy it, and then leave. Yep, they, yep, and that's the only time that car, that, that plot point comes back. <laughs> and Keanu, but even, this is where it make, makes me think that the movie kind of knew that it's ridiculous, because Keanu's like, he walks away and says, like, so that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so Ed goes back to work, and Minnow goes back to work. Uh, John Ortiz questions him. But again, it doesn't really question him very hard, uh, which will which it makes sense later, kind of. Uh, but you know, he says, and like middle of the show, he has pneumonia, blah blah blah, lots of stuff happened. And then, uh, and then the very he like calls him, and then he's like, "All right, now I have to get to work." Uh, you know, so then uh, this is again, this is where it comes back to like uh, it's just a goofy, you know, workplace drama with uh, Keanu having to juggle making human clones and. Uh, still going to work, and it's yeah. just it's great. If, if they they're told that okay, it wasn't three nine three ninety four, it was three forty four. They're told that he's told by John Ortiz if this test number three hundred eight forty five doesn't work, then we're all being shut down. And right. if the project is shut down, then they're going to come looking for their uh, assets, and they're going to find them in Keanu's basement why would they find them there i don't know why that's so scary to them but right like and the there and this facility doesn't wouldn't notice that the pods are missing yeah unless they get shut down yeah like okay because they would do an inventory and then of these and then after that they're just missing why would they go to keanu's house and search that I, i i don't know i don't know yeah and like how did you check them out in the first place yeah if you start thinking about that it'll never track but then actually it does track yeah. In the stupidest <laughs> twist, but in the best twist. Uh, but yeah, so the, anyway, so they, you know, keep juggling this back and forth, you know, trying to do, uh, you know, he's cloning the 
uh, family and the. Uh, but then also there's this amazing scene, like you know, he shows back up and Ed's, you know, Middle Ditch is like, uh, so did you make up any excuses like of why your family is just not at school or not at work? And he's like, oh, I guess I should have done that. And then there's this montage of in the middle of this movie, like this. Uh, they could have just said that he did it, but instead they actively show it with him logging into his family's, like, social networks accounts and, like, uh, pretending to be uh, his daughter who's texting with a, with a boy, and he's like... And they even have a joke of, like, uh, I'm grounded until I'm 18. It's, it's just... <laughs> it's the best. Like, that's the big payoff to the scene. That's the big <laughs> joke that they got, is that he's doing a little dad thing. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, uh, and says like, uh, "Males the principal. We're gonna homeschool the kids now." Uh, and but yeah, so then uh, the day comes that you know the clones are complete, uh, and Ed, you know, Middle Dish comes in and is like, "All right, time to go." And he's like, "Nope, still haven't done it yet." Uh, and so they're like, and then they have this another uh, exposition dump of cloning physics and. Uh, how it's going to work, and, like, if we leave them in the pods, they're going to age, and your wife's going to get cancer. Uh, and, you know, he's like, he even says, like, I think he says, uh, your son's going to get male pattern baldness in a uh, saggy man, saggy old man sack. So Will decides to induce comas while he, you know, continues to solve the problem. Which the coma can only work for 72 hours why? For some reason. Yeah. Why? Because we need the ticking clock. <laughs> yeah. We. Yeah. We. Yeah, exactly. We need. We need. A, we need a, a time clock here. Um, and so then, uh, while they're while he's trying to figure this out, he also notices that uh, Zoe, you know, his youngest daughter, drew uh, a unicorn on the counter, and so now and there's this dramatic scene with him, like uh, uh, that's, that's a little later, but like we're, of him like. Weeping as he, you know, rubs the crayon drawing off, and it's <laughs> not so not, good. Yeah, he, he. We already had the. We've had three tearful scenes of him saying goodbye to Zoe. <laughs> four, actually. We've had four tearful <laughs> scenes of him saying goodbye to Zoe. Once on the beach, another time, um, deleting the memories from their brains. <laughs> uh, now he's. Uh, what was the other one? And now he's. Uh, Scraping off the crayon drawing and throwing away all the pictures that have her in it. Right, because now he, uh, this is when he cracks it. Uh, like he's about to, he's about to give up. He's about to euthanize uh, the clones, but then realizes that when he touches her, there's brain activity, and so this leads him to realizing that, like the reason that the robots have been rejecting or the brains have been rejecting the robot hosts is because they like, like it's organ rejection. Like they they realize that they're not in a human body. And so if you can trick them into doing that, uh, so he realizes that if they put them in the clones, then the clones will know that, you know, or the, the clone bodies will uh, accept the brains, basically. This is another just 344 tests, and mm-hmm. they had the ability to clone a realistic human body, and they never tried that one single time. That, right. That's like, one of those giant leaps that you have to make to just be like, okay, fine. They they never he never thought of that once for some reason. Right. For some reason, the ethical quandaries of 
keeping someone alive in a robot body, that's fine in this universe. But you have the ability to make perfect human clones, but we're not going to do that because it's iffy. We need to have them be in that weird fucking looking robot. Of course they're going to freak out. Uh, anyway, so he, you know, brings them back, uh, and then, yeah, this is where there's a sad sequence of him, like, removing the bunk bed, taking all the pictures away, but, like, not replacing the pictures, or, like, uh, so that there's clearly there'd be picture spaces. Again, again, he's going through a lot. We understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he forgets a lot here. And, uh... So then he wakes up in the morning, and they're all... And this is where I thought it was gonna... I I kept thinking that this movie was gonna go, like to a place of, like, pure horror, where, like, his family starts, like, going insane and trying to kill him or something. But, especially in this scene, where, like, they're, like, really hungry. So it's like, oh, shit, are they cannibals? Like, for a moment, I thought, like... (laughs) So it works. He went to bed. He got rid of all his Zoe stuff. He went to bed. Mm -hmm. He wakes up, and his family is all awake, and they're in the kitchen, and everything's fine. They can talk. They can walk. They're going about their daily routine. They don't know anything's wrong. And this seems to be the only side effect of this entire thing <laughs> is that they're very, very hungry. And it's not even the right. wife either. It's just the just kids. The kids, the kids yep. are very hungry. <laughs> that's, that's like the entire side effect. Like, I want pancakes and French toast. Oh, man. And he um, squirts like an entire bottle of syrup onto the, onto the one pancake. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the and then on the the last Keanu movie we talked about, knock knock. Right. So there's <laughs> and while, so there's while his, in here. Yep. Uh, and while his wife's going for a run, she has like a flash of kind of remembering being impaled and dead. Uh, yeah, it's like having and, phantom pains of where the tree right. went through her. Uh, and then he gets called in uh, as you know, Ed, or yeah, Keanu gets called in um, that there's a new donor. Uh, and so he rushes back to the, uh, facility and, um, but then decides not to do it. Like he says that the brain is invaluable because he doesn't want to do it again. Um, and so he just, you know, leaves. Even though he has solved it. He knows exactly what to do. Yet he decides, no, it's, it's unethical now. (laughs) It's worked for me, but I don't want to do this for anybody else. That's why i don't know why i don't get it <laughs> and then the very next scene keanu decides to do the neural transfer on himself so he is gonna do the needle eye needle thing while he's awake uh and i love that he just like i'm just gonna go do this in the bathroom stall <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then of course his boss shows up uh again these things that are stupid that like why would that happen i love that there's an actual explanation for the stupid plot holes that happen even if it's it makes it dumber uh-huh. but better <laughs> yeah, yeah and this is another place where a really great line read happens uh when john ortiz comes in he's talking to keanu about the fit this tough ah oh, it's a big sh- it's a real shame that this test subject failed right and <laughs> keanu says uh we'll get him next time and uh <laughs> it's the best it's, a it's like they're having yeah like they're like just yeah just normal business like We'll make this insane leap of uh, technological advancement next time. <laughs> and, and he's already been warned. There is no next time. This is the last time, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So good. It makes sense on that level. Anyway. Uh, and so he goes back in the middle of the... It's like, 
are you crying blood? Uh, where he sees it, he's like, and again, like the way that they just realized that I kind of like that though. We're like, he's not keeping secrets. They're not keeping secrets from each other. It's like, no, yeah, it's fine. I did this thing to myself. Yeah. Uh, he's like, are you insane? It's great. Um, and then, uh, there's this great moment where like, again, the, the dialogue is where his daughter's looking for her cell phone but she calls it like no no teenage girl says cell phone like is another but it it's just funny um so uh but like mona realizes kind of realizes that you know the wife kind of figures that something's wrong uh even if she doesn't know what it is uh but Keanu basically came up with the idea that if he uses his own mind that that'll somehow make the robot accept it better uh but he'll like also, and then he like just suddenly comes up with this algorithm out of nowhere to convince the robot that it's in a human body, yeah. and it's so dumb. But yeah, yeah, again, problem solved. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, so Sophie has a nightmare, uh, remembering the crash and dying, and like it's nothing. He just says, "Okay, I'll go delete some more memories." Why? Uh, and then of course, delete yeah. this memory already. He deleted Zoe. He I don't know. The crash? Like, it, yeah, that's another silly one. It's just... <laughs> Maybe he just deleted that night, but didn't, for some reason, delete the pathways like he did with... Okay, uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. <laughs> um, and then this is where we find out that this is a Christmas movie, because they say it's hot, like, we're going to go Christmas tree shopping. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah. replicas joint add to the uh, ever growing roster of Christmas movies that aren't really Christmas movies. Yeah, um, the best Christmas movie. Uh, uh, and so she demands the truth, and again, without anything, he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll tell you. You're clones." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He straight up just completely lays all the information on him, or as if this isn't, uh, and she's really pissed off about it, obviously, because she's already had moral hang-ups with is this right or wrong and now I'm the robot how could I I'm not me but like she's only mad for like 15 seconds and she's like yeah alright I get it yeah. you did what you had to do um yeah and then now they uh, go Christmas tree shopping uh and there's this moment where like where someone wants to buy a fake Christmas tree and she says oh I hate those they're fake yeah. and then has this moment like oh but so am I <laughs> Um, and then this is the third act. Just everything just happens so fast, and it's fantastic. Like literally, the next scene is them having Christmas dinner, um, and then like out of nowhere, his son seems to be kind of glitching. But then they never mention it again. Uh, like he almost like like oh no, they're yeah. going. It's failing. Um, but then again, they. Never comes up. <laughs> last problem. That's the last issue that they ever have. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, last side effect. So and then so yeah, Ortiz shows up, uh, and then this is where the big, the big final twist uh, comes in. Actually, there's one, there's one more, um, but this is like the big one where he like reveals that my name isn't even Joe. Like he basically says, you know, he knew the whole time. He knew what Keanu was doing the entire time, but let it happen because he says something about like desperation is uh so basically he didn't cause the crash which i thought maybe at first but no he just knew it happened and just kind of figured let's see what happened like you know let's see if he can crack it 
Um, but then also stupidly reveals like, okay, uh, this is maybe a government project or something. Yeah, um, they're they're not really working on solving like they're not solving imm- immortality for uh, for like medical needs. They're doing it so they can implant implant like soldier brains into super cyber soldiers so they're super strong yeah. or whatever. Or rich people, you know, that can yeah. afford to pay for it or whatever. Um, and so Keanu kind of goes along with it at first. And he says, oh, he also says he's going to, Ortiz says he's going to put down the family. Like, you know, that they're, that's property of uh, Biodyne or whatever. It's Biodyne. Yeah, that's it. Biodyne. Um, and Keanu instead, you know, uh, pretends to bring the algorithm uh, and then it hits him over the head with the drive. And then... Uh, again, like he, out of nowhere, uh, he like reveals to Mona that he deleted their child. Uh, and she's mad again for 10 seconds. Yeah. Because they gotta, because they gotta go right now. He also, uh, he microwave, he, he hits John Ortiz with the drive and, and uses the whatever knockout juice that he gave to his family (laughs) on him. And then he right. wraps the the drive in tin foil and puts it in the microwave, which weird plan. But uh, he he does that, gets the family out of there, and as soon as the family is out of there, John Ortiz has woken up. He took the serum and got beaten <laughs> in the head, and he's back awake in two seconds. It put the family yeah. asleep for seventy two hours, but him it is four minutes total. <laughs> and there's this great line where uh, the kids are like, are you guys getting a divorce? And they're like, no, maybe. And again, it's like a family squabble in a sci-fi movie. I love it. Yeah. They're, they're juggling um, so many things. So, so many things. It's so ambitious. It's great. Uh, and then, so then they make a run for, uh, you know, the cheating hussy. Uh, but then realize they're being tracked. And why he didn't know they could track, like... Shouldn't he have known that right away? Like, yeah. if he... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, the company would have found out. He he knew about this, yet he it's just a thing he never thought of, I guess, that the company had to already know about this because they have the trackers. Yeah. Right. Like, they, he knew about them immediately, but then didn't do anything about it. Like, didn't make a way to avoid that. Uh, anyway, just so that they can have this tension in the third act, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the cat and mouse chase... Uh, and so they go to her, because uh, she's a doctor, uh, and so they go to her clinic, and she, uh, you know, does the classic of, uh, I'm going to use a defibrillator on you to fry the chip or whatever. Yeah, because um, it's, like, it's like implanted into the spine or something, so it can't be taken out or you'll die. And there's the classic thing of, like, the goons coming into the wrong room uh-huh. uh, as they, you know, of, like... Like, oh, God, they're going to get caught. And then, nope, they're just, they get out of there right in time. Um, and so then, but then Jones makes a call to an unknown person as they show up at the boat. Uh, and uh, there's a point earlier of Middle Ditch telling him the keys are in the bait box, uh, but they're not there. And so this is where I figured, okay, yeah, we, we kind of get what's happening here, uh, even though we don't fully get it. <laughs> but uh, the goons show up and take the, you know, capture the family uh, and take them back to the facility and Ed follows after and then this is where he, or no, I mean Will follows after and we find out that uh, Middleditch was uh, basically betrayed them from the jump 
and was trying to, you know, for, you know, normal reasons, like he was just trying to uh, make the best out of this horrible situation. Yeah, he's um, kind of scared for himself. It's not yeah. like he was working with them the entire time because he's eating right. or anything. It was just like he knew that they knew but didn't tell uh, Keanu is basically yeah. it. Um, but Keanu shows up, and um, then Minovich gets shot in the face. Yeah, he can't be brought back anymore. He is dead. Yep. Uh, brain destroyed. No coming back for, for Minovich. Right sad. Right Very sad. Um, and then this, this is where the final insane insanity happens. This, this is where everything goes <laughs> off the rails. Throw everything out. This is this is it. Oh, boy. Uh, so he's saying he's gonna, you know, like he's gonna. He says he'll help him, give him the algorithm, but instead puts, you know, completes the, puts his consciousness into a robot, and now we have two Keanu's, including Robo Keanu, and Robo. bless this movie. Just incredible. This is this is the best. Just Robo Keanu, and they it's two Keanu's talking to each other. <laughs> One of them, and he, you know, kicks ass like does some does some John Wick shit with reveal, in a robot body. The reveal uh, of him is he just tosses a body like it's nothing through a door. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. It's so good. And again, this is what it makes me. It keeps making me think of iRobot. Like even though the same quality of animation from what like twelve years ago that yes, movie came out. Yes, <laughs> yes. He has a great, uh, great line when he tosses that body. He says, "Jones, I'm here for my family." <laughs> uh yeah and then uh, and they never the kids are never in like the movie again or no they're okay they're in one they're in one more scene yeah but, like they're, they're never shown in this scene so, uh yeah robo super like she's just like they're over there <laughs> yeah robo super keanu he comes in he kills all the guards and nearly kills john ortiz mm-hmm. keanu's family they all escape they're out in the car outside they can get out of there everything's solved but they, uh, Keanu and his wife, Alice, see if they look at each other and they have, she gives him like a knowing nod, like, yeah, you go do what you have to do. And yeah, I think she says, go. I think she even says like, go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, it's so unclear what he would have to do and what mm-hmm. he ends up doing is so far out there. Like, why did she know that that's what he was doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so he goes back in, and then instead of, like, killing, uh, Ortiz to make sure he doesn't come after them, he, he and Robo Will, as we'll call him, uh, Robo Keanu, um, make a deal with him, and Robo Keanu's like, there's this great line where he's like, how does this feel? And he says, this sounds, this is going to sound strange, but it feels like me. (laughs) And I love hearing that Keanu line. Coming out of a weirdly CGI robot. It's so good. It's so good. Everything about it is so good. Uh, and so we don't know what the deal is exactly, um, but they uh, basically like Ortiz is dying, uh, and so they could just let him die. But instead, for some reason, they decide to copy his consciousness and then make a clone of him. Yeah, the the big evil bad guy. Let's bring him back to life voluntarily. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then we're like, okay, it seems like it's going to end, but then there's this amazing, uh, coda epilogue that makes the movie for me. Yep. Um, so first it says 17 days later, zoomed in on a pod, 
And so we don't really know what he brought back, but they... So at first it shows the family on the beach, uh, and it turns out Keanu brought his daughter back. And so this is what's amazing. It's this sci-fi movie trying to deal with these big, heady, you know, ethical issues, but it has a happy ending, mm-hmm. but also a cynical ending. It has it both ways. Yep. Thank you very much, yep. this movie. Yep. Uh, I would like to bring up that the family doesn't really know who Zoe is. Those memories got fully deleted. He didn't, like, put them in a trash can and save them for later. They are gone. So they don't know who Zoe is, but now they have to deal with, okay, we have a third, we have a, we have a sister now. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't, it's so weird. It's so weird. The best. Um, And then the final scene is it cuts to the uh, United Arab Emirates. uh, And this is, you know, Ortiz, cloned Ortiz is back. Uh, and there's this old sickly dude. They bring him into a room, and this is my oh my god, thank I'm so happy this exists. Uh, I'll make a gif of it in a few months so that I want as many people to see this twist as possible. Uh, of Robo Keanu in a suit. It's the best. It's so good. And, a window. <laughs> yeah, and then the final the line of uh, brings back that my, I mentioned earlier, my favorite line reading of the movie. He says, "Boot the mapping sequence, cut to black." <laughs> so, just the best. Uh, so for me, I I'm not usually one to like. I don't usually enjoy you know bad, insane like uh, movies like this. But it's because most of the time they're bad, but they're boring. But this one's just so ridiculous, and so it's really fast paced. And I think it's because also because. They're cracking jokes through it uh, in yeah, it's, the wrong in the wrong moment. It just is, makes me really actually love it. It is anything but boring. It's so much fun to watch, and it's totally committed to its insanity. There's a new just when you think it's done and you you get it finally. They just want to throw more at you. There's always another twist the entire runtime. It's they pile on so much and so much and so much and somehow it works. It's it's really and, fun. Yeah, and I think Keanu even produced this one, and he like also, but it's also just he's genuinely good in this. Like I I, I love him and everything, but like in this one, he genuinely like he's giving a great sci-fi performance. It just happens to be in the most insane thing, <laughs> and that's what makes it good. I think and good in. As far you know what I mean, like it, it's good for what it is. Uh, like it's not technically a good film, but good as in I mean enjoyable. Yeah, I loved it, and um, I just want to give a quick shout out to that song that plays over the closing <laughs> credits. The like weird techno electronic robot voice singing "I Will Live Forever." <laughs> There's a really incredible pounding drum beat. It's so it's such a weird, <laughs> weird, weird song to cap off this weird movie. <sighs> if I can find it, uh, it'll be playing now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks so much, Marcus. This is a blast. Uh, I'm you know very glad this is our. Uh, it's so close. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, the next episode is uh john mc3 so we made it uh, oh my god thank you so much for being on my penultimate episode this is such a joy thank you so much for having me on four times i i am very grateful i loved it every time i was on 
And uh, congratulations, Sam, for making it this far. I am Thank so you, sir. excited for John Wick 3. I'm so excited to hear your oh, God. on John Wick 3. I, know, I want to watch it right now. Um, oh, my God. So if you're listening to it, I hope you listen to this again after seeing the movie. I hope you enjoyed this insanity as much as we did. Uh, and, yeah, thanks again so much for Mar- being on, Marcus. And thank, thank you all for listening. Again, join me next time for John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Until then, keep being excellent to each other.